We are live, and it is a uh, NBA Finals edition, George. We are going to be doing some storylines. Instead of just talking about game one, because who knows? We got to see what happens, who's playing. We don't even know who's playing yet. But let's do some NBA Finals storylines, because uh, this is kind of a, I would say, a unique NBA Finals compared to most. Totally unique NBA Finals, Sam. And one thing I do want to mention for those watching this stream live or watching any of our clips or watching you know, on YouTube you will notice I got my Phoenix Suns basketball hat on. Uh, this Suns hat was given to me by my father, uh, Tony. We, you guys probably heard of him a lot during the, we talk about him on my Just Talk pod and me and Sammy on this pod that. But Tony actually used to travel a lot to uh, Phoenix back in the day and bought me this Phoenix Suns hat when I was in fifth or sixth grade. So you, the reason I'm saying that as you're watching is you can tell it's like really unjumbled and uneven on my head. I haven't wore it maybe since fifth or sixth grade, and I'm wearing it today during game one of the NBA Finals. So it looks kind of funny, but I actually kind of like it. It's swag. It's definitely old school 90s shit. It's an old school hat. I mean, all that to say, it's one of those old school hats that were built different. I mean, there was a lot. We went from like the crooked dad hat to the overly flat bill era to kind of somewhere in the middle now. And uh, you definitely have the the 90s dad hat crooked ones, not the, not, not the <laughs> new version of dad hats. Absolutely. Well, um, and we're both in Phoenix. So those who want to follow us um, at pod that or at the sports on tap on Twitter and Instagram, especially, um, we're going to try to maybe make it to the game, but for sure we're going to be going out to downtown Phoenix. So stay tuned on our stories and different things if you're watching live. If you're on the podcast, you, if you're listening on just the podcast, you can go back and look at it. But uh, we'll be putting up stories, hopefully hopefully getting into the NBA Finals game. So hopefully we'll be be on ground. But either way, we're in Phoenix, so it's going to be exciting. Um, and I think it all starts, all the excitement starts with the fact that you have two teams in two cities that are probably really craving a finals and they don't really get these opportunities that often. No, it's one of those weird years, Sammy. Like we've got two teams that really like both fan bases before. Well, I guess Milwaukee before the season kind of was like, we should make the finals this year. We kind of expect to, but they also expected that stomach punch because the last three years they thought they were going to make the finals and they kind of got punched in the stomach on the way to the playoffs. But both teams kind of felt like they not locked into the playoffs to the finals. Cause you, have to make it but i kind of felt like both teams caught a lot of breaks along the way like even with injuries where an injury looked super serious and chris paul at the beginning he was able to rebound from it Giannis looked like he tore his acl he isn't back yet for sure but he looks like he'll be back this series so both teams like kind of averted disaster and also ended up you know receiving some fun breaks along the way yeah but at the, i know what you mean you still have to earn it i think it's very interesting you look at like uh the last all the way to like the Spurs finals against uh, LeBron. I think that I saw some video that talks about basically every single year in either injury of like one of the top teams for the team that made it to the finals and won, or like some type of twist of why, like you mm -hmm. could consider this one, like not a, uh, not as legitimate as others. And it just shows like, that's just the NBA. I mean, it's yeah. Like, wow. LeBron and AD weren't perfectly healthy. Like, yeah, it's a one in 16 chance in his career that he wasn't healthy and AD's not healthy. And, 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 you know, that's who they got in the first round. So it's one of those situations that both teams might have got some luck in how things folded. But don't you feel like, I guess, in every championship sport, even football, like or that's one game or NBA or series mm -hmm. in baseball, 
there always has to be some type of luck to win the championship. Oh, oh completely. Dude. Something has to go your way. But one thing also, like, it, like yes, there is some luck involved for these both of these teams. But if you actually go look back at this season, these are two teams who were pretty much healthy all season. The Bucks played together as a group and stayed relatively healthy all year. And the Phoenix Suns relatively, I, I mean, I don't think they, I think, you know, CP3 missed two games. I think Booker missed one or two games the whole entire season. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense that two teams that, you know, didn't rest their starters, didn't rest during the regular season, had a little more luck. Was it luck or was it conditioning? Yeah, I mean, we saw that, you know, with all these major teams, right? You can't. James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant came together and you play eight games. Whether that's injuries or chemistry or whatever you want to call it, it's hard for those type of teams to make a finals. And the same thing with the Lakers, LeBron missing a lot of time. Um, and they had new pieces this year. After winning a championship, you always mix up things a little bit. So like you said, it, it's it's one of those things where these two teams may have proved that the like longevity and chemistry and health really do matter in the NBA. And like, yes. like it's and it really came to show. And even if you compare the Bucks to somebody like the 76ers, right? The 76ers are another team that were perfectly assembled and like played most of the year together, but they had a lot of like chemistry issues, so to say. I mean, we, we're not in the locker room, but it just seems like things are a little off when it comes to Simmons and Embiid and different things. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have the right amount of chemistry and the right, I don't know, everything just come together, right? Like it sounds so stupid and cheesy and cliche, right? But it's like, sometimes cliches are the truth. No, no, totally. And, you know, it's like kind of like in a way, if you love basketball and you love sports and you love the process, these are kind of the two teams you'd want to see in the NBA finals, the ones who didn't yeah. cheat the season. It's like the basketball gods were like, you know what? Sorry, but like, fuck the Brooklyn Nets, man. You guys played eight games together. You're not going to the wow. NBA finals. Embiid, you're never – Embiid, you're, you're a good guy. But Simmons, go to the gym and work. I mean, you're going to tear your meniscus. Like, literally, I feel like I, I know this is horrible. Or like Jamal Murray, you got a blowjob last year on Instagram Live. You're tearing your ACL. Like, like, come. I really think that, that the NBA gods, in a way, were like, these two teams are the ones that, for pure basketball reasons, and not cheating the game, not cheating the regular season, not cheating the process, you're going to the NBA Finals. Or the Nuggets also, not just Jamal Murray, but also the fact that they traded for Aaron Gordon. But just for some reason, I know they were clicking, but like just choosing it, I don't know why. The thought of Aaron Gordon on a winning team just automatically makes me feel like, eh, like let's pump the brakes. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Do you think uh, uh, Aaron Gordon's more, more angry that they didn't win that series against the Suns or more angry that he didn't get a 50 at the dunk contest? Still 50 at the dunk contest. I, I totally agree. I'll never forget. I hate it. Never forget. Well, you did say something about loving like the way this final shaped up. And I was going to give you one of my, I'm just going to go from now. Give me one of my like uh tidbits storyline things that we're going to talk about here, because we talked about it before the pod, obviously. And we're talking about how uh, Jay Crowder is the only one in this finals that's ever participated as a player. Right. And all these different things. And we were talking about the style of play. And you said, if you love basketball, you'd love this. And it's really interesting that uh, Monty Williams, coach of the Suns, was a coaching intern while Boonholzer, the coach of the Bucks, was an assistant coach on the Spurs championship team in 2004. And it kind of shows like these two guys who, you know, Monty Williams had to step away from a job and didn't get a new NBA job for, for many years, right? Like people are kind of wondering why. And Boonholzer always criticized for his like 
oh, adjustments, because these teams don't play this like exciting, you know, Rockets, Brooklyn Nets, whatever, like type of basketball. They kind of just play that consistent pace. The Bucks, like there has been 10 times this playoffs, you think the Bucks would lose, but they all kind of have that Spurs system. And I think that's really cool mm-hmm. that these two teams, if you really love basketball, now it might be boring to the common fan. I know a lot of people that think it's really boring to watch Chris Paul and really boring to watch Giannis. But if you love basketball, it's almost the opposite. Like I love watching Giannis and Chris Paul because I'm like, wow, what they do is pretty damn unique. I couldn't agree more, Sammy. Like that it's literally like for basketball lovers, like Chris Paul has that one way he plays Devin Booker is, you know, the three, not, not the old school way, like with a little mix of new school, right? Like Devin Booker is a 1990s basketball player who has extended his range out to the three point line. <laughs> That's kind of how yeah. I look at Devin Booker. DeAndre. He's like DeMar DeRozan and then like, oh, can you actually work on the other aspects? Like not just be too exactly. stuck in here. Yeah. That, that's a great comparison. DeAndre Ayton is an actual center. That plays center basketball, and Giannis, yeah, and Giannis, Giannis can't shoot, and he's still putting up thirty-five and fifteen and seven assists, and he can't even shoot the ball, and he and he's struggling at the free throw lines like Shaq. Like this is like a pure basketball. Like for the, all those fans who are like, I don't watch the NBA anymore because all they do is shoot threes. Tune in because they're not only going to be shooting threes. They're not only going to be doing it. Even the Clippers and Suns series last round was one of a fir- the first game in years. Not a single three-pointer was made in the fourth quarter in game five. Which is kind of cool. And it's always a mix, right? Like, the reason I really loved the LeBron James versus Curry's finals was the mix, right? Like, a lot of the crazy threes, but then mm-hmm. a lot of the, like, bully ball. But I think there's a great mix in this finals without either side of the extreme, right? Because those were extremes. Exactly. I was like... LeBron extreme, Curry extreme. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like I, what I love about this is what you just said. Giannis is a little bit different. So this comparison is not going to line up perfectly, but you have. It doesn't like, have. To. Sorry, yeah. guys. Sorry. It doesn't have to. A lot of times some comparisons never have to line up perfectly. Well, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to a person. I'm, I've yeah. met more matchups wise, but like you have the pure point guards like Drew Holiday and Chris Paul are great NBA examples of point guards that don't just you know, they're not Damian Lillard. They're not just volume scores. Mm-hmm. You have two like very different, but Devin Booker and Giannis, like uh, somewhere between a wing and a, you know, you're somewhere in the middle of your lineup and you have the two big men. Brooke Lopez is a very like, you know, big player for the, for the bucks. And you have Devin Booker on their side. And then you also have, I know Chris Middleton's an all-star and it seems like, you know, I'm snubbing him here, but you have a consistent great shooter and you have other great shooters in like defenders and Jay Crowder and bridges for the Suns, And it's really interesting. I just think we have like, these extremely balanced teams. And it's like not, not even, it's not even interesting in like a matchup or like, you know, like, Oh, strategy. Like I'm not talking like that. I just think it's interesting that like you have kind of every aspect of player in the game. No, totally. I love it, man. I, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a great, great aesthetic basketball series right. in my opinion. Yeah. And and it could be very boring. Like, don't get me wrong for a non, like you're, you're not your five-year-old kid that might've loved watching Curry, like in the playoff bubble or in the, playing games might not enjoy this as much no but they probably won't but that's okay but for, us, not, for me and you yeah, this is for <laughs> us this one is for the real basketball fans um, basketball fans this one is for you yes that's, like, sir, that's Cle- that, cleveland lebron impression for those who were wondering what the hell i was doing it was average it was average well, i figured i uh i also Giannis looks like he could be playing so he's on the court warming up they said and they said that he is um a game time decision now, which All makes right. me feel like unless there's some, unless there's some bad, you know, 
uh, setback. Yeah, setback. Sounds like he's going to play, and that brings me to this question because I know you know this podcast going to be coming out right before the game. We're not trying to talk too much about game one in general, but in general, who's this finals most important for? And the reason I ask that is because like there's many aspects you can take here. A lot of people could easily say CP3, right? Because it's like, well, yeah, he's been in the league 16 years. The other aspect you can look at a Devin Booker, like the next one of the next up and comings. And you can look at a Giannis who would be 26 with two MVPs and a championship. He'd be winning his first finals before Jordan, before LeBron did <laughs> like that could be even bigger than a Chris Paul finishing his career with a, with a finals. Okay. Well, this one's so simple for me. And like, I could see like the reasons why going with other people, that's Chris Paul. This is Chris Paul's last chance to ever win a championship. In my opinion, as a star, maybe Chris Paul in three or four years is still in the league on his last Suns, leg. Maybe still on the Suns. Maybe like, still on the Suns and he wins a championship and he's, you know, got one like Gary Payton did at the end of his career when he was on the Miami Heat. But I think this is his last chance to win an NBA championship as the best player on a team and or the second best player. I mean, him and Devin Booker, choose which one you think is better. Um, I, I really believe this is his last chance. So Devin Booker, I think he'll have another chance. Giannis, I know if Giannis loses this NBA Finals, people are going to rip Giannis and say, Giannis will never win a championship. Giannis can never do it. Giannis this, Giannis that. Hey, he's 28 years old. He has he has opportunities where he could go back at it again. This is it for Chris Paul. Your last opportunity, a la John Elway, a la uh, some people who didn't even get it done on their last chance. Right? Not too many guys get it done on their last chance for the first one. And I think Chris Ball, this is his last chance. He's obviously he doesn't think that in his head. He's like, if we, I mean, he's thinking about winning. But if he lost, he's not going to be like, all right, I'm packing my bags. That was my last chance. But it really is Chris Paul's last chance to win a championship as the best player on a basketball team. Yeah. First of all, I don't think it's his last chance. And the reason I'll say that is. Uh, I think we're undervaluing what the Suns are doing. Um, and I I was reading, well, I don't know what I was reading. I was reading something on Twitter and it was talking about how like, this could be a really interesting jumpstart for the Phoenix Suns franchise mm -hmm. for the next 10, 15 years, even without Chris Paul. Because if this goes well, you win and these players continue to develop. If you have a two or three more years of an older Chris Paul and you have Devin Booker going into his late 20s and DeAndre mm -hmm. in his late 20s and Bridges and all the different pieces that you can pick up, we might be talking about something that's even bigger than just, uh, you know, like bigger than just this Chris Paul wins his one ring thing. So I think they have time. Can, can I just stop you there for a second? I, I, I do agree with that. But are you keeping in mind as the best last chance as the like best number one player? That's what I mean. I don't know if he's the number one player on the team though. So yeah, I, that's what I mean, he, but he's arguably like, right. Like yeah. I think this is his last chance on a time. This is my point. His last chance as arguably the best player on the team. Yeah. And that's fair. But I guess my, my thing on all this is the reason I could easily see someone pick. I'm I'd say Chris Paul is more important to win this finals too, but I can see the argument for Giannis that man, we Chris Paul, we're going to, he's going to go from what, from what to what, if he wins, like go from a top, 30 player to top 25. Yeah, it's Dirk, right? It's Dirk uh, when he went from won his championship. Dirk was arguably top 30 player, and everyone now puts him in the top 20. That, I mean, that's where okay. Chris Paul is going. So that's where Chris, Chris Paul has a chance to jump one or two spots on the all-time point guard list, maybe be top three, four. And he has a chance to go from the 30th best player of all time to like, you know, the 25th or 20th, right? Mm -hmm. Giannis, though, this could be even bigger. 
Giannis has a chance to be 26 years old with two MVPs winning his first ring three years prior, two years prior to what Jordan ever did and what LeBron ever did. It could be a stepping stone to somebody that we're going to see like eclipse a top 10, a top five. That's why this finals can mean so much. And I think you're right. I think, you know, like, just like you said, it's a last chance for the the Suns. Sometimes, like, even though it's your first chance, it could be your last chance too. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I know that Giannis is making the finals this year and the lineup's great. If he doesn't win, what if they fire the coach and it doesn't work out perfectly in the future? What if they he moves teams and it doesn't work out perfectly? It's just, it's pretty good. Yeah. When you make the finals, it's hard because at the end of the day, for both players, both teams, whoever it is, it's always fucking so important to win that one opportunity you get because you never know if you're going to get it back. No, no, totally. Um, you know, one thing I do want to say about that, and you made a great point, is if they lose this finals, I just wonder what the retooling process is, right? What can they actually do to retool? Because Drew Holiday just got paid. Middleton has got $180 million. Giannis just signed a huge extension. Is there really any tweaks or moves you, you can really do to actually – significantly upgrade the Milwaukee Bucks if they lose this NBA finals? And I I, I would say that answer is no. Probably not. Uh, yeah. This is their best option. I mean, like, I think Drew Holiday is a little undervalued. So is Chris Middleton. They're both, we're talking guys that could be all-stars and be top 25 players, top yep. 30, whatever you want to call it. It's pretty hard to have more than two top 25 guys to go with your top five guy, right? Like, it doesn't... Absolutely. It doesn't happen very often. So uh, both these teams have very unique situations in that sense, which is, which actually, if you look at the rest of the league, George, uh, like the Nuggets lost Jamal Murray and who else Mm -hmm. was in there? The Jazz kept having Mike Conley hurt. Donovan Mitchell was kind of hurt. Kawhi kept getting hurt. These teams are the two, you know how you were talking about like the core stuck together and really Mm -hmm. worked out. And like Philly only had two stars. The Lakers only have two stars. Brooklyn's three stars didn't stay healthy. These teams are the only teams I could say like solidly have three guys like right. Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis with Booker, Aiton, and Paul. They're the only teams not just to stay healthy all year, but also have three guys and three yeah. guys stay healthy and three guys that can be in the top, whatever you want to call it, top thirty in the NBA. Right, like Aiton can yeah, be a top yeah. ten big, Booker can be a top ten guard, and Paul is a top ten five whatever point guard. Like they're the yeah, only they're- teams that have that. Yeah, none, none of them I would really say are the big three, but they're bit like a like a what we'll call them the, the three musketeers. The big enough three. The big musketeers, that's what I'm calling them. I like to say the big big enough three, and then I thought you were gonna hit me with the that's what she said. But you know Oh, that, that would have been good, man. Well, that if I wasn't, good. you know, for those listening to this podcast, I mean, I guess we'll give a little story time. I would have I would have totally, totally had to uh gone on that joke before that's what she said but george is on medication right now and i'm talking about myself in third person i got bit by a brown recluse uh spider and it got infected and i'm on a lot of medic medicine i went to the uh hospital where they saved my arm from amputation well, okay no they didn't do that it's gonna be they, dramatic. It, it, i was just trying to be dramatic where they you know put me in an iv put some antibiotics and now i'm on five different medications so if I do go to the NBA Finals game, Sammy, you're lucky you have a designated driver because I cannot be drinking on the medications. I got a DD, which is great. Uh, you can drink on antibiotics. You just get very drunk, so I would not recommend. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not endorsing drinking and driving. Um, you guys have to also know with George, uh, he, got, he did get bit by the spider. He's uh, very <laughs> scared of needles, IVs, simple stuff. So uh, 
it's it's you know this is a tough journey for him right now. So please please excuse his lack of of a good comeback to me saying just big enough three. Please keep me in your prayers. Yeah, keep him in your prayers. Uh, one more topic, I guess. Well, two more, two more. We do. I did want to mention the Tory Craig stuff because it All is right. pretty cool. Tory Tory Craig played on both the Bucks to start the year and now on the Suns, and either way gets a ring. But I do want to ask you. Would you even really want that ring? Like, if the Bucks won, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably sell it on eBay or some shit because, like, I, I didn't really earn that ring, you know, at that point. Uh, Tory Craig, man. Um, I guess if I'm Tory Craig, I'd probably take the ring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but if you were like Giannis, you're like, okay, no, I'm left. No, yeah, yeah, I'd probably take the ring. I'm not saying I'd be like, I'm not wearing the ring, right? I'm not going around, you know the city of Phoenix after if Phoenix lost and I'm wearing the ring at, you know, Scottsdale at riot house and just like, yeah. Oh, yo, I'm an NBA champion. Like you played for us. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It, I think like if the Rockets won a championship this year, I don't think James Harden would have been sporting the ring. Right. But if you're, if you're like, no, he probably, maybe give it to a stripper. Okay. Well, I don't think he'd be sporting the ring. I think he would, you know, I think that, like you said, the seventh guy off the bench might be like, all right. Whatever, yeah. like it doesn't matter how I won this. I have a damn ring. Like mm-hmm. I think it only matters for those that are like the stars. Because if yeah. you're not a star, whatever you want a ring, it's pretty cool. Take it. Yeah. Do you think Tory Craig's already walking around like the lock? Well, probably not with two of his teammates, but just in his head is like I'm NBA champion, Tory Craig. No, I don't think that's what he's walking around thinking. I think I think he's probably thinking I'd like if we won the championship. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I'm just wondering. He's a basketball player. <laughs> no, nah, I mean just to be like, yeah, fuck it, man. I'm NBA champion no matter what. Yeah, I, I no. The answer is no to that. He's a uh, he's a basketball player. He wants to I, I, probably I totally get in the game and win. I think he. I think after the fact, if they lost, I think you'd be pretty like okay. It's kind of cool. I still get a ring. But I don't think can you'd he, be like. Can he join the Milwaukee Bucks locker room with champagne if the Phoenix Suns lost? Just like kind of just walk off the court. But I'm going in that locker room. That's way more vibes. Could, I don't think they'd. Ca- I actually don't think anyone would care that much because of Story Craig. Story, Craig. <laughs> if it was like Devin Booker once again, no, of course, no, no, totally. Story, Craig. I didn't even honestly. I didn't even know he played I, until I saw this on Twitter. I didn't even think like, oh, did Tor- I didn't even remember Tory Craig played on. Uh, I, neither did I. Neither did I. Did, did, does he get minutes in the playoffs at all? Oh no, I knew he played for the Suns. Are you kidding me? Remember, he had a huge shot against the Clippers. I think in Game Six, it was so flat though. Remember the three pointer? He barely got off the ground, top of a key, and like literally laser beam three pointer. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. I, that that's my point. Like he's right. He's kind of like an Abdul Nader type of thing. Like, oh yeah, he's on the team. I'm no, no, he's better than that. He gets probably. I'm gonna guess 14 minutes a game in the playoffs. He has a total of 20 points in the playoffs, and he has a total of 84 minutes through six games that he's played. He's only played six games. No, that's what's your No, 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 no. He's played more than that. Sorry. You're right. Because I think he's averaged like 12, 13 minutes a game. He's a, he's a significant role on the Phoenix Suns team. Yeah, he's playing like 10 to 15 minutes a game. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you think significant really means, but yeah. He's in the Sarek, Abdel Nader, all that role. He's a guy off the bench, yeah. two, two minutes a quarter type of thing. I know. And Abdel That's Nader, my book, I mean, you know, might become... I would. I'm gonna assume if Abdel Nader wins and the Phoenix Suns win the championship, he become the first Arabic basketball player to ever win an NBA championship. I, I, I wouldn't. Is he? Is he Arab? Yeah, he's from Egypt. Egypt. Okay, whatever. I'm just saying he'd become the first like 
Egypt, cool. <laughs> like Egypt is about to get lit. Cairo, they're, they're gonna like have to change the pyramids and put like laser beams of the Phoenix Suns on the pyramids about how excited they are about Abdul Nader's NBA ring. That that one didn't land very well, but it's okay. It's okay. What? It's the Mets. I think I think it, I think it landed fantastically, and I think the Meds are starting to feel fantastic. Well. It would, I guess it's cool if the dude wins the ring. But there's a lot of international players in this finals. You have two guys from Greece, the the you know uh, Antenna Copo brothers, the Greek freak brothers. You have a guy from France, Alex Tupain, Mahmadi Dikai from Guana, Saric is from Croatia, Nader's from Egypt, and Aitens from the Bahamas. So that's actually pretty. That's seven that's international pretty, players. That's seven international players. So shout out to the world. That's pretty good. Actually, compared Fantastic. to most, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I I wonder if that's like an NBA Finals record because I feel like a majority of NBA Finals you'll probably have what? <laughs> it can't, I can't be man. I mean, if let's think of the San Antonio Spurs a few years ago. I mean, just by yeah. themselves, they had Ginobili, Parker, Duncan, Doris, uh, uh, Diaw, Boris, Boris, Diaw. Boris Diaw. Uh, here's what to say. Don't- Burke, I like that. Yeah, I know. What was the guy? Um, Patty Mills from Australia. They had five yeah. guys right there. Oh, and they had that center from Argentina that LeBron put on a poster. I don't know if he was from Argentina, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, so that was six guys on the Spurs that were international, and I might be missing someone else. And then if you find one or two from, like, the Heat, which the Heat? Oh, um. The Heat had was Carlos Arroyo backup point guard then or no? I don't think so. Maybe Joel Anthony, maybe. Maybe Joel Anthony. Yeah, but I mean, there's five on the Spurs by themselves. So, I mean, you could say Birdman's international because he's from outer space. He's so weird. But other than that, I don't know because he's weird. But other than that, yeah, I'm not sure if this if the uh, Heat had any. I don't know. I think seven might be the record. I, I could, but I could also be wrong. No, yeah, I mean. Well, I guess you, we can look this up later. I don't know if, uh, unless you want to look this up right now, because it totally looks like this is in, this interests me. I don't know if it interests our listeners. I don't know if it interests you, but it interests me. Okay, 2019 was the most international. What uh, was the most international um, NBA Finals ever? NBA Finals, they say, which was Game One of the series Thursday first. Oh wait. There are players from eight different countries. It was Canada, Spain, Britain, Cameroon, Congo. I don't know. What did I just say? There's seven. So I actually, I, I this is not the most. Or, okay. There you go. I think that one with the, the Raptors was. Yeah. That's fair. Well, George, What's that for mean? real, who, who are you taking? I know All George right. wearing a Phoenix Suns hat. I am Phoenix. We are. I'm rooting for the Phoenix Suns, but I'm going to try to not go with my heart here. I feel like the whole United States is picking the Phoenix Suns. I feel like the Phoenix Suns are very prohibitive favorites. I didn't like how they celebrated so hard after getting to the Western Conference Finals, and that kind of you know turned me off. I like when teams like or when they get to the NBA Finals. I like when teams like look like they're mean business and ready to go. And I'm sure Chris Paul has kind of reeled them in. But Phoenix is also a fun city. They probably were able to go out. They probably enjoyed themselves. Milwaukee's like, eh, I got nothing to do. 
Um, I, I'm picking the Milwaukee Bucks in seven games to win the NBA Finals, but I'm rooting for the Phoenix Suns of my whole, like fully. Like I hope my prediction is wrong. I want the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA Finals. I'm taking the Suns in six. I'm not going to give you a whole spiel, but I'm taking the Suns in six. Giannis is hurt, um, and the Suns are the better basketball team, so I'm going Suns in six. And I think today right. plays a big role. I think the uh, the winner of today means the most out of everything because if you if you have a beat up Giannis and you lose game one for the Suns, you're screwed. If you if you win, I, I just think the journey is hard. They are they they've been a top you know just great defensively, great offensively, and I just uh, you know it's hard not to root for Chris Paul right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's why I'm totally rooting for the Suns. Well, I know George also wants to do a bet. And uh, speaking of bets, you can go to, if you want to bet with us, go to betus.com and uh, use the promo code POD that, P O D that, or the Sports on Tap. Either one works. And uh, you get 125% bonus. So, exactly, you put 100 bucks in, they're going to give you $125 in free play money that you can bet with as well. So, if you want to bet with us, Go to betus.com, promo code pod that, all one word, P-O-D that, or the sports on tap. And uh, I know George and I are trying to go head to head with some bets here. And I'm wondering what George's uh, bet's going to be. Well, today's bet of the day is going to be the um, Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns under 219.5 points in the game. I think NBA Finals game one, there's a little bit of jitters, a little bit of anticipation a little bit of nervousness in the first quarter and i think that will bring the total down in the game by the second half they'll be you know humming along a little bit better it was interesting to me sammy because i saw the first half uh over underline was 106 and a half and the second half is like 116 and a half so like people know like the first half is gonna be a little bit lower scoring yeah uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one to score i think everyone's gonna have some jitters um mine Weirdly enough, I'm going to take a first half, uh, uh, first half point spread. Ooh. I'm taking the Suns minus three in the first half. Um, I think because they're playing at home, I think they're going to get out to a little bit of lead. And I think specifically having, and I know this is this could sound crazy to most people, but he's really shown up all playoffs. Jay Crowder is the only one of finals experience, and I, he always I feel like shows up in these type of weird moments for the first half, especially. We'll hit some big threes. You have Chris Paul. Chris Paul's, you know, just mature. This he's been waiting for this moment. He's been dying for this moment. And Giannis might be hurt. So I, I, I'm not saying I'm going to pick him to win the game in general. But I like minus three in the first half, way more than five and a half for the game because I think it's going to be close. I love that bet too. I like. I'm with you on that one. I'd ride on that for sure. Because they're at home too. I mean, like you know, how excited this the arena is going to be electric. I think they're going to come out to a little bit of lead, and then you come out at a halftime, and then things calm down a little bit. Couldn't agree more with that bet, actually, Sammy. I love it. All right. Well, NBA Finals, man. This is exciting. Absolutely, man. Can't wait. I can't wait either. And uh, let's try to get in the game. Remember, if you guys are listening to this live or if you're on the podcast, we'll, I'll try to put it as like highlights. You can go back through our Twitter. We're going to try to be at some bars maybe in downtown Phoenix, maybe try to hit a game if we can. So follow us at the Sports on Tap on all platforms and at pod that, P-O-D that on all platforms. So you can kind of check out what's happening in Phoenix during this NBA Finals. Can't wait, man. Um, Enjoy game one of NBA Finals, everyone. Enjoy it. Much love. This is pod that, just two brothers talking sports, and this is the Sports on Tap. The Internet's pub. Cheers. Cheers.